Hello, friends and fellow pioneers of consciousness. In today's episode of the Pursuit of Spirit podcast, I want to discuss the notion of intuition and not just discuss it, but I want to actually explore this with you. I want to contemplate it with you because intuition is so much more profound, at least for me, than I think people realize. And what the actual mechanism of intuition is doing um, is also very profound because it's not it's not random. And this is what I've found in my own investigation over the past few weeks contemplating this is that intuition is serving a very profound purpose. Now, what that purpose is, I will get to in this video, but we need to build up to it first. So I think intuition is one of those things that we all intuitively feel is true, yet don't necessarily want to totally accept as true, right? Like I think that a majority of the the sort of idea around intuition is that it's just spiritual woo-woo stuff, right? And maybe there's some instances, you know, to the uh, traditionalist materialistic thinker in which, you know, their decision wasn't based on facts and reason alone, and they had a gut feeling they went with and it worked out, but they'll tell you, oh, that was just a coincidence, right? My gut feeling to say no to this situation or yes to this one, it was just random, right? There was nothing to it. Uh, But my claim is that there is something to it. And my claim is that your intuition is not just operating when you're making a solely big decision. It's actually operating 24 seven, because it's a part of what you are. And so basically what I found over the past few weeks was this, this intuition to slow down and to sink deeper into the moment. And that's sort of where my investigation began with intuition. And where I want to start with you guys is that I noticed that intuition was coming from a much different place than my day-to-day monkey mind, right? Like those day-to-day thoughts you constantly think that feel familiar, they feel like a thought you've thought before, is most likely because it is a thought you've thought before and it's just it's just kind of going through like the file drawer, right? Every morning your mind opens a file drawer up, file drawer up, And sometimes you'll open a file drawer and there'll be like a file you didn't see the day before and there'll be like some little thought there. But for the most part, right, it it's a very repetitive process. But an intuition does not come from that sort of daily, you know, uh, <laughs> pay the bills, do this, go here, groceries, work out, you know, edit. Uh, like that, it doesn't come from that thing. It comes from a deeper place not a different place, it's still a deeper place within you. But it's it's a much different dimension of your being it's coming from than that sort of day-to-day human consciousness. And so this was the first thing I noticed, right? The first thing I noticed was that, okay, an intuition comes from a deeper place. And this, for those of you that are probably already asking, what's the difference between an intuition and a thought? Well, this is the best way to tell, is that an intuition comes from a deep, 
profound part of your being, not your mind. And the distinction between those two at first may seem, um, uh, you know, minute. It might, it might not seem like there, there, there's a, there's a, a big difference between those two things, but the more you observe and watch, <laughs> what you'll see is that there is a massive difference. And almost any time you have that sort of intuitive call from your being, it's coming at the request of your growth and evolution. So I'm kind of getting my ahead of myself here, but basically what I found while I was contemplating this is that because intuition comes from a deeper place of your being that isn't your day-to-day thoughts, basically what an intuition is, is a, it's a guide, an emotional, subjective guide or signpost pointing you in the direction of truth, in the direction of authenticity, in the direction of reality. And so fundamentally, and, you know, kind of what I arrived at was that intuitions are coming from the truest part of your being And they're almost like signposts guiding you to the experience of that truest being. So anytime we have an intuition, no matter how big or how small, its fundamental role in what it's doing is it's almost like the true self reminding the incarnation that it's a part of the true self and that there is a a mind, a unified, eternal, infinite mind that is informing everything, right? It's a, it's a reminder that nothing is random. It's a reminder that you aren't just a human living your own life and it's all just about you, right? Because some of the deepest intuitions are the things we don't want to hear. And that's why I say intuitions are signposts towards truth. Uh, Because, for example, you might have an intuition come up where you just feel like a fraud, right? You feel like you're BSing yourself. You feel like you're BSing other people. You feel like you're putting on a persona for some reason. And, And that that intuition will only come from the place of your being that is most true, right? Like I said, if you watch, it never comes from your monkey mind. Why? Because your monkey mind is only concerned with survival. It's only concerned with maintaining whatever house of cards it has constructed. So when an intuition comes up from a deeper place of your being Oftentimes, it's in threat and direct opposition of that house of cards, your mind 
or your ego has created. And the reason why is because it's truth. Um, and in a sense, it's the aspect of your being that we could call the higher self or, you know, the unconditioned pure self that isn't the lower egoic selfish self, right? So intuition is basically a mechanism that God uses to remind the fragmented parts of itself that are lost in the game that they are intimately tied and connected with the game in all possible ways and that the incarnations themselves cannot hide from this unified universal mind. And that's why I say some of the intuitions you have will be a direct threat to the house of cards you've built. So for example, somebody could be uh, in a job position that they ended up in only because the people around them pressured them into that job position. Now, on the surface, it looks great, right? They have a stable job, a lot of stable money, stable house, stable everything, right? But you see, the problem is, is that for that person, in this example, let's say that's not actually their truth. That's not actually what they want out of life. That's not actually what they think or feel. And so what happens, because in a sense, we could say God is always trying to unite itself. And I've said before that spirituality is the dissolution of boundaries and why consciously taking on the dissolution of boundaries is a very wise move in life because it'll happen anyways. And it'll happen because whether you want to or not, God is always sort of tugging on you to come back to it and to unify with it. But you're sort of resisting, you know, kicking and screaming because you don't want to go through the pain and the emotional labor of returning back home, so to speak. So basically, a few things can happen when you're in a position like this person in the example that has a job that they were basically peer pressured into. Now, what will happen is if it's true that this is truly what they want and this is the most aligned with their truest version and vision of who they are, then there will be no intuition that something's wrong, right? It'll be, it won't feel that way, right? And this is the beauty about intuition is that it's, it's always working. It, it's built in. It's, it's literally built into your psyche, into your experience of human life. Think of it as like a built-in compass God gave to itself before it cut itself off and sent it out into the unknown, right? It gave it this little compass to remind it, no matter where it's at, no matter what position, this way's home, right? Or this way's home, right? So uh, what can happen is that let's say it's true for them. Okay, that's actually what they want. Perfect. They're actually aligned. They're actually being honest. They won't have an intuition come up that anything's wrong. But if they are in this situation and they are only there based off of a house of cards, a image they're supporting because everyone else is sort of 
you know, admiring them for that. They're clapping their hands. Good job. You got the job, whatever. An intuition will come up. Now, it won't announce itself and be like, hey, we shouldn't be here. We are lying to ourselves. We are fooling ourselves and deluding ourselves for the approval of other. It's not going to say that. What it's going to show up as because it's coming from a sort of deeper part of your being and it has to get through all the layers of your mind's resistance is it'll show up as just a subtle, a subtle feeling of something being off. S super subtle, right? Intuition doesn't scream because it's outside of time. There's no rush for intuition, so to speak, right? It's coming from, it's literally coming from outside of time. And I mean that literally, it's coming from the eternal dimension of being, because that's the true self, here and now. Um, but even though that's here and now, you can still be extremely disconnected from it. Um, and ironically, you can be extremely disconnected from it, even if you have practiced spirituality or have, you know, a sort of comprehensive mental model or framework of how everything's working. And so... Uh, the intuition will show up as a sort of subtle feel. And there is basically two, two options for the person that is basically lying to themselves is that they will either ignore that intuition that something's off, they won't trust themselves, and they will ignore it and proceed further as their, their ego mind dictates, right? Because the ego mind wants everything to make sense. So to the mind, it, it'll say, well, we can't quit this job. That doesn't make sense. The best way to live for the mind is completely logical because it can twist any logic to fit its narrative. Uh, but you see, the deepest truths aren't logical because they aren't limited to the mind's agenda of them, basically. In a sense, we could say the mind can't construe and twist transrational truths. And what I mean by that is the things coming from that deeper place of being, right? Uh, it, it can't it can't sort of mess with that. What it can mess with is its own story of how things are and how that relates and how it's the good one and everyone else is evil, right? See, the mind can play that game and win and do really well and be not even really well, but be incredibly masterfully articulate in how it deceives itself and other people, like a, a master of deception. But when an intuition comes up, um, it's almost always avoided. Why? Because in the light of that truth, which basically we could think of intuition as like a, a energetic informational tap of truth from the deeper self, right? Don't go to that thing. Boop. And it, it might not arise in words, but you'll have a feeling not to go to some thing. Boop. And like you, it doesn't make sense. Maybe you don't know why. Or you have an intuition come up, 
that the job position you're in isn't really true to you and you're only there for the approval of others and it won't announce itself like that. It'll be this sort of slight sort of feeling of like, hmm, 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 something's up here. And you see, this is what's beautiful about awakening, I think, is that once you taste true peace, like what, what peace actually is, which has nothing to do with your circumstances. It has nothing to do with your philosophy. It has nothing to do with where you're at, what you're doing, how much money you're making, how old you are, what your gender is, whatever. It has nothing to do with that. Once you taste and sort of drink from God's cup, everything else pales in comparison, right? Because what you thought was peace, you recognize that wasn't peace at all, right? And what you thought was happiness, you recognize that wasn't happiness. That was like some, you know, half-baked anxiety slash excitement for something I didn't even want, right? Like, and so you start to gain clarity between the differences, and something I learned um, from Leo at Actualize.org, a very profound notion, is that learning is making distinctions. The more differences and distinctions and the more things you see, the more things you see. That's literally what learning is. Um, and so with intuition, it's, it's similar and it's the same in the sense that you know when an intuition comes up of something being off that something's actually off because when you felt true peace, you actually were at peace, you know, because I think a lot of us can tell ourselves, oh, you know, whatever the story is, I'm actually happy. I'm actually at peace. But it's almost like we're trying to convince ourselves because intuitively deep down, we know what true peace is, whether or not we know it or not. And that might sound weird, but it's it's almost like the soul literally won't rest until it contacts and infuses itself with, with God's being. And, and that's why um, even people in amazing positions, which would probably be plenty for a majority of us, they can't stop because their soul is basically looking for that total fulfillment of unifying with God, but it keeps, it just keeps searching for it out there, right? It just keeps playing the business game or playing the, the money game or whatever. Um, and, and it doesn't recognize that, that, um, basically that intuition is, you know, as threatening as it is, to their current paradigm of life, it's the one doorway out of their suffering. And so what happens when an intuition comes up is that it, it's almost always not what your mind wants to hear, right? Because if we just give our egoic sort of surface level mind full credit for everything, what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? This is almost like guaranteed path to hell, basically, is that you never question yourself, right? There, there's so many people nowadays that love to question other people, but they never question themselves and they never question their own questioning. So it, it's like a half-baked skepticism, right? They're super skeptical of everybody, everything else, except 
the one thing they should be skeptical of, which is their own biased skepticism that they're using to reinforce and construct their own belief system. And intuition, you see, intuition operates on a much deeper level where all of those sort of ways the mind defends and builds itself, it can't, it can't sort of get at it. And that's why intuition is so threatening. And that's why we run from intuition so much and, and why it's actually very clear what intuition is, is not because it's some amorphous, you know, uh, implicit thing that we like can't see. And it's like out there in the ether, where is this intuition? It's like, no, no, no. We don't like intuition because it's right underneath our noses and we know it is. And as soon as we know we're not happy, we know we're not happy because God is always watching, so to speak, right? And so what I've found and what I've just really enjoyed contemplating over the past few weeks is that, um, one, intuition is always guiding you towards truth authenticity and alignment. And that might seem pointless, but truth in many ways is the highest possible value you could have. And in many ways is at the heart of every religious and spiritual tradition and even science. Because what's the common theme? The common theme is that there, we, we, we are assuming there is such a thing as truth at all. That's what science assumes. That's what spiritual traditions assume. That's even what, that's even what atheists assume, is that there is such a thing as truth. So if we were really going to contemplate the nature of God or the nature of the best way to orient our lives and make decisions and you know, should I do this thing or should I not? When it comes down to it is truth. And so what I found is that one, intuition is a mechanism of truth. And this is so profound. This sounds so dumb saying it because the actual lived experience is it's so profound to just watch your intuition take care of itself, which is point number two, intuition is always on. And maybe we should put a caveat there because people who have ignored their intuition for far too long, it can almost seem like they don't have any intuition. But it's not that they don't have any intuition. It's that the intuition is basically, it's like dormant, right? It's like not online because they've ignored it so much. Or maybe in the past they've trusted it, and they've started to follow their intuition, but it was too threatening to their, you know, societal matrix they were living in or their sort of social circle, right? It was too threatening to all of that egoic construction. So they just thought they just didn't look at it, right? They avoided it. Um, but it's always there. So one, intuition is a, is a mechanism of truth. Two, intuition is always operating. And three, you can develop and cultivate the skill of 
learning to trust and have faith in your intuition. And that's really what trust and faith are. Because when you are trusting your intuition, when you're trusting yourself, fundamentally, what you're doing is you are affirming the truth that you are divine and that your perspective is just as valid as any perspective ever. And by valid, I don't necessarily mean that it's, it's as truthful as other perspectives, but it's just as real in the sense that it's totally your perspective and you have total freedom to do with that as you wish. And of course, people do, right? People create all sorts of worldviews and belief systems to fit how they want to create their perspective of life. But that's the beauty of it is that everybody gets to do that. And there's no one absolute way to do that. Now, I would say there's probably gradations of truth, you know, because some people probably have the perspective that, you know, we should kill all people of this ethnicity, right? And I would say that's probably not as truthful of a perspective as, hey, we're all humans. Maybe we shouldn't kill anybody. So there's definitely levels of, of truth and perspective, but that doesn't matter because as long as you're following your intuition, listening to it and training that muscle, it will guide you to absolute truth. So what starts out as sort of relative subjective truths, like this is, this is who I am. I don't like this job, right? Th th I don't like doing that. I'm going to say no to that. What starts off as an intuitive journey to really a healthy development of your ego hits a point, basically like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it hits a point where it inflects and the self-trust turns into trust of God. And the faith of self turns into the faith of God because what you realize, of course, uh, is that you and God are one. And the whole time you were trusting yourself, you weren't just trusting yourself, you were trusting God. When you were having faith in your intuition, it wasn't just faith in some gut feeling. It was actually faith in, in God. And when I say God, I don't mean a bearded man in the clouds. I mean the higher ordering spirit that animates all things. That, that would be one way of, of describing God. Life, basically we could say it is God itself. And so these three points, that intuition is a mechanism of truth. It's always guiding you to truth. Two, intuition is always online unless it's dormant because you've been ignoring it for so long, in which case you'll need to sort of wake it up. And three, you can cultivate the skill of your listening to your intuition. So what I found over the past two weeks is that the more I put my mind on intuitively feeling what was working for me and what wasn't, the clearer that contrast got, right? It's almost like on a, a computer screen, when you turn up the contrast, 
the differences get clearer, but when the contrast is low, everything just seems like one muddled mess, right? Um, and, and, and so it's from that clarity that you, you start to see things. And I think that this is a worthwhile pursuit. And one of the main pursuits that I think is, uh, um, almost necessary to be successful for the work we're doing here at Pursuit of Spirit, pioneering consciousness and exploring ourselves is that you have to honor your intuition, damned the costs and see, that's the catch. It's not, you just follow your intuition when it feels good to you. It's that your intuition will walk you down the path of truth, which will lead you to the kingdom of heaven, but you don't get to pick and choose what's true because what's true is what's actually true, uh, whether you like it or not. And I said this in the last episode, and this is a perfect sort of dovetail of that last episode where you might actually not be happy with your life. And that's, what's true is that you're legitimately not happy, right? Something's not working, but you found my videos and I talk about how everything is God's mind and the present moment is bliss. So now your mind, mind starts creating a belief system about how everything is the present moment. Everything is bliss, right? The whole spiritual thing. And yet the deeper level is that you're still unhappy with your life. And so listening to your intuition damned the cost would mean you would have to sacrifice that whole belief system because you recognize it obviously that like that ain't it, right? You, you basically attached yourself to something that you thought was the gold at the end of the rainbow and it, it never was, right? You barely even started walking the path. And so the costs will be painful of listening to your intuition and you won't want to. You will want to do what your mind wants to do, which is often avoid, procrastinate, make excuses, make justifications, and ultimately BS itself out of facing truth. And you might think you can get away with that, right? Like you might think that Ah, I don't need to listen to that, that conscience in intuition that tells me, you know, don't do that or yes, say yes here. Or like, ah, I, I can ignore that and I can just do what I think, you know, I can do what I think is going to work. What I'm thinking is like the best sort of thing to do. I'm going to do that and, and watch Vic. I'll be fine. And to that, I would say, go ahead. <laughs> you, you try living that way. Try ignoring your deepest intuitions try avoiding facing truth and come back in a year or so and tell me how that works out for you. Because I've tried it, trust me. And, and that, that's what's so profound about this is that your mind thinks it can escape or like usurp infinite intelligence, which intuition is an aspect of, but it can't. You see, it's, it's, the, sort of, it's the sort of cardinal sin of separation 
which is this sort of arrogance and attitude of I know better than life. Oh, I can avoid facing deep truths that are uncomfortable because, you know, I don't have to. Why would I? I have this, you know, and it it seems like this will like save you from that. But (laughs) this will haunt you until you face it. So even though at times, and and it'll be stark, it'll be clear at times, and and this is where the self-honesty comes in and the intellectual integrity of acknowledging that, yes, I am avoiding something here. Because really the ego mind needs its own episode, a very in-depth episode, but it, it has endless ways of deception. And I don't think people realize how deceptive their own mind is. They don't appreciate the depth of this, basically. They think that, oh, I might have a bad idea here or there, but they don't understand how profound and how deep it goes and how basically everything they're doing is coming from a false illusion that an intuition would would definitely threaten. And so... Yes, if you decide to walk this path, you decide to listen to your intuition, you decide to face truth, damn the costs, what's going to end up happening is that, well, one, and, and probably the, the best thing is that you won't stagnate. And, and this is, in a, in a sense, this is a way to think of intuition too, is that intuition is the thing that keeps you growing. Because what happens when you stagnate is that you stop listening to the intuition, which is always guiding you towards truth, which is towards growth and evolution. And so, basically, intuition is an antidote to stagnation and to getting lost in sort of cul-de-sacs, Leo Gura calls them spiritual cul-de-sacs or paradigms of looking at the world that stagnate and basically suffocate your life. Um, And and I've, I've been there before. I've definitely been lost in a paradigm that I was thinking was reality, but that, of course, uh, upon a rude awakening, I recognized was a complete fantasy and delusion. And I was completely deceiving myself. Even after awakenings I have had, you see, and that's also a thing is people have one awakening and they think, oh, I've got it figured out. Uh, no, this is, this is when it gets starting. You know, you have one awakening. That's almost when your mind, you know, that's when your mind starts playing the games before to deceive you. It doesn't have to do anything. Cause you're not, you're not conscious at all. You're just an unconscious zombie. So it doesn't have to try, in a sense, to deceive you. But once you awaken and you have that contrasting glimpse, it's almost like the mind, even though it is you, it almost has its own energy in the sense that it starts to avoid and trick and play all these games, right? Um, And if you're not careful, it'll take you into one of these cul-de-sacs that you think is some destination, uh, but that you... Uh, sadly awaken from years later to only realize you you were completely deluding yourself and wasting your time. You know, it was a complete sham of your ego, right? And so intuition is 
is your guide and sort of antidote to that happening. And if you don't think that that can happen, just be careful because it's it's almost always the people that think, oh, that can't happen, right? It's 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 the the hubris, the blind arrogance that gets you into these situations where you recognize you were ignoring truth, you were ignoring your intuition. It, it's that sort of mental egoic arrogance that says, eh, I got it. What's the worst that could happen, right? <laughs> Uh, that idle hands do the devil's work. So, um, even though it's painful to listen to your intuition, and even though it will hurt to intentionally follow the path of facing truth, the payoff, here's the catch, the payoff is true peace true, profound, deep peace. Why? Because you went through the emotional and mental labor of legitimately facing your BS, which is facing you, the thing you're always running from, right? You always run from yourself. The peace that comes from going through that process is inaccessible to a mind that hasn't went through that process, right? And this is where the whole notion of spiritual purification comes into play and why it's a very legitimate notion. Because you have sort of a normal person that has maybe a glimpse or an awakening, and then they think the work's done. But this is almost worst case scenario because Instead of just having somebody living a normal life, now you have an ego with all its biases, its fantasies, its judgments, its fears, its BS, its deceptions. You have an ego with all of that stuff still now has access to absolute truth and can use it to wield as a weapon, and it usually does, to attack other people, defend itself, start cults, etc., 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 uh, these are called Zen devils in Zen. They're they're basically people that have an awakening, but they don't go through the process of, of facing truth totally. Because truth is total, you see. You don't get to partially get it or like half-ass do it. That's why you have to lose yourself in it. And, and why ultimately intuition leads you to the sacrifice of yourself. And, and, and I mean that in a very technical way. I don't mean you sacrifice yourself and you stop trying at life and you give up and you just do nothing and you don't try to... No, that's not what I mean. That, that's a naive idea of sacrifice yourself. By sacrifice yourself, it means you're willing, no matter what, to step into the fire of truth. Look yourself deeply into the face and go, yep, yep, I've avoided that, yep, I did that, yes, I definitely did that out of e- yep, yep. It it requires a process that, that you can't avoid, and that's also why you can't fake consciousness. You can't fake love. If you've ever encountered a legitimate 
master, legitimate spiritual master, one of the biggest hallmarks of a, of a true master is that their authenticity is on, it's on a, it's in a different dimension, <laughs> basically, because it actually is in a different dimension. Uh, they're, 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 they're so true because they faced so much of their own BS that the energy emanating from them is the energy of truth. And, and I mean it when I say that truth is really at the heart of spirituality. You, you could literally, <laughs> you, want, you want a paradigm to live life? Live life by honoring truth. And it will turn out better than you can ever imagine. It'll be much harder than you could ever imagine because your mind is avoiding truth at all costs to maintain the house of cards, right? But truth will take you on, and, and this is something that uh, Jordan Peterson says, is that truth takes you on an adventure. Why? Because truth is the only thing you can honor and not know what's going to happen. If you're honest, if you tell the truth, if you say no when you actually feel no, you say yes when you actually feel yes, you cut things off when they're over, you start things when you feel like starting things, you have no guarantees other than the truth that you are honoring truth. And I think that's what makes it so profound is that it's completely self-sufficient, right? You, you, you don't need anything else but truth in, in a sense. And then that's, that's profound to contemplate. And that comes from contemplating intuition because you'll see how all of your intuitions are intimately tied to truth in some way, either a truth you're avoiding or a truth you're not saying or a truth about a behavior you have that needs to be cut or a truth about a behavior you need to initiate or improve upon, you know, stuff like this. It's always tied to truth. And that's because truth is what you are. So when it comes to intuition and contemplating this notion, which I advise you do, please do not take anything I said here as absolute truth because it's not. It's just my perspective. But I think you'll find contemplating this notion of intuition and actually looking and watching this sort of mechanism play that it's much more intelligent than you. <laughs> yeah, that, that, and that's kind of the cosmic joke, right? Is that we like to pride ourselves on being the one that did the thing or created the thing or started the thing. But really, uh, when you watch your intuition, it is, it's infinitely more intelligent than you because it's coming from a different place where you're coming from your mind 24-7, trying to figure out life from your mind God comes from truth. And the difference between those two things cannot really be overstated because it can only ever be experienced. And, and when you see the difference, 
uh, be careful because now you're in and <laughs> now you don't get to play the unconscious zombie that, oh, it just doesn't know, right? You don't get to play that beginner newbie card anymore. Once you know what's true, you know what's true because truth is true across every circumstance and, and interaction in your life. And so once you acknowledge a truth in one area and you integrate it and you go through the crap your mind's avoiding, because you like your mind is always going to want to avoid work, right? And, and that's why I think some of the more new agey, neo-advitin type of spiritual philosophies of like there's nothing to do, right? There's nowhere to go is almost a perfect example of that profound truth that there's nowhere to go and nothing to do being twisted by uh, underdeveloped ego because it basically takes that truth and it uses that truth to avoid doing emotional work and facing truth, which is the real path. You see, there is a real path and succession of things. There's not just one thing you hold on to which your ego would love, obviously, to just grab onto it and just like ride it out. You know, I got the thing that all you guys don't have. It's not like that. Um, if anything, that just gets in your way. And and I've seen this happen to many people online, many people that have messaged me, people in forums and comment sections. Uh, they'll talk about how they lost themselves in some spiritual idea of doing nothing, basically, sitting on their butt. And it wasn't until years later that they actually woke up and truly recognized that the truth they awoke to was being used by their mind to avoid basically facing life, facing truth. So that's just how deceptive the mind can be. You can, you can really, really set yourself back even on some idea or notion that feels, feels good and it might help temporarily, but long-term, it suffocates your life. And, and this is the danger of only doing things and subscribing to, to things that feel good right now. Because that's sort of the hedonistic mentality. I'm just going to do good. What, what, I'm just going to do what feels good now. And, you know, the future is not here yet. It's just a present moment. So I'm going to not go to work. I'm going to just smoke weed all day. I'm just going to sit on my butt and watch Netflix and eat pizza. And, and look, I'm happy now. Um, but you see, that's where wisdom comes in and goes, ah, 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 um, not so fast. <laughs> you don't want to go down that path. It may seem like you, you've reached the end, right? And um, that's one of the ways that our minds trick us. And I've been there. Again, I'm not preaching from the mountaintops. This is me. I've done it. And uh, But in a weird way, having gone through that, now I know what not to do. And now I know myself even deeper because I can see how my mind uses profound truths like the present moment is all there is to avoid facing life. So be careful of those really sort of almost too good to be true spiritual ideas because why they feel too good to be true is because they are. It's because deep down, you know, you have tons of BS, basically, you know, you have tons of stuff and you're not facing it. Um, you know, and that's why for a lot of us sort of spiritual seekers, for somebody to come along and just say, you know, get out of your head, work on something, 
change your life, it can be so refreshing because we've almost resigned ourselves to this mentality of non-striving, right? And I, I mean, that's even literally what Wu Wei means. One of the most beautiful philosophies Alan Watts talked about um, in, the, in the 60s and 70s was the notion of non-striving. But you see, that's such a profound notion that to the average human being that hears that, it's almost, it's just going to create havoc because it's such a nuanced, it's such a nuanced thing to see that it's almost like unearned wisdom, right? Unearned wisdom really screws you up because you don't go through the natural process and path of development. And, um, uh, yeah, I've been there and, and that, that's one of, that's one of the greatest ways that intuition works is that it keeps you on the true path. It's a built-in mechanism to keep you on the true path. That's why you don't need answers from people. You don't need to, you don't need to listen to me. <laughs> you know, you literally have infinite intelligence at your fingertips. You literally have the intelligence of the entire universe working in your favor at all times. You just keep ignoring it because you think you're better than it. And that's where a lot of your problems are coming from. So I hope this helps. I hope just even contemplating and exploring this notion with you helped. I know that even talking about it here has really helped me deepen and, and sort of refine these ideas in my understanding. And, um, over the next week, why don't you challenge yourself to honor your intuition more, even if it's painful, you see? And that's going to be the hardest part because you're going. it's not that you don't know what to do. You see, that's the funny thing about intuition. It's already right underneath your nose. You already know how you're sort of shooting yourself in the foot, so to speak. It's not that you don't actually know. It's in there somewhere. The problem is the emotional labor of actually honoring that truth could be so painful if you've been ignoring it for so long that it's it's literally going to feel like death because you will have to die as this constructed house of cards in order to rise from the ashes um, like a phoenix that is truly itself. And, and not built off of these fantasies and delusions, hiding and avoiding and ah, from life. That, that's all an elaborate game the mind is playing. And it can play it till you're dead. So again, you can think you can avoid honoring your truth, but what you'll find <clears throat> is that um, <clears throat> you, can, you can and people have completely derailed their life not listening to their intuition. And, you know, this is actually like, this is a great question to ask somebody is, do you feel like you're honoring your intuition? Right. Or like maybe, maybe like an elder, like an elderly person in like a, in like a retirement home. I feel like that would be a very profound question to ask your grandparents or your like your parents, like, do you wish you would have trusted yourself, had faith in yourself more. And I can almost guarantee you what the answer is going to be. I'm not going to say it, but if the answer is yes, 
over and over and over again from multiple people, and there's videos online about this, what I've concluded and what you can conclude, not only from that, but of course from direct observation and experience, watching intuition, watching what happens when you trust your intuition, watching what happens when you don't trust your intuition, right? You can see with wisdom that there's something to this. It's not just spiritual woo-woo, you see? And hopefully I've sort of laid that out for you well enough that it's not just spiritual woo-woo. It, it's like a metaphysical, unseen, archetypical, ar- archetypical uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, archetypal? Archetypal, right? It's an unseen, energetic, archetypal spirit that is always guiding you back to truth. That's what intuition is. It's not a physical thing. It's unseen. It's beyond 3D space and time, we could say. That's why you won't find it here, right? You're like grasping for it. It's not here though. It's here, but not here. That that sounds crazy, but that's how I experience it. Um, And, and, you can just see that there's wisdom to following your intuition. And uh, I want to address this question because some of you might be asking, well, Vic, um, um, how, again, how do I know that it's actually my intuition? Because I, I kind of feel like it is, you know, maybe I feel like I need to end this relationship, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know, right? It's sort of murky. One of the best things you can do is calm yourself because the intuition will only get clear when the mud has settled, right? This is uh, one of Alan Watts's famous quotes is that uh, water is most clear when the when the mud has settled, right? And what, what does he mean by that? He's saying that you see clearly when your mind's not going crazy. So if you feel an intuitive pull, maybe I should quit my job, maybe I should end this relationship and your mind's going crazy, just relax, because if it's truly an intuition, it'll still be there the next day, right? Because it's outside of time, because it's not a passing feeling, it'll, it'll, it'll almost like stay, right? It'll stay with you through time because it's a part of your being. It's not an emotion, like, like emotions and thoughts are like passing clouds in the sky of being. And that's why when you act out of anger, <laughs> you like look back at your path of destruction and you're like, what did I do? Well, it's because you were acting out of a passing emotion that if you would have just observed, you would have seen was a passing emotion. But the thing about intuition, because it's coming from that deeper place, is that it doesn't pass like that, right? Or maybe it makes itself known subtly and then you go, hmm, that's weird. And then like it kind of fades, but then like a month later, the same exact thing comes up and a little bit stronger this time. And you're like, whoa, okay, right? It's not just like a passing thought that you're thinking, right? From that sort of file cabinet I was talking about. It's a, 
it's a deeper thing. It's a part of you. It's the part of you that already knows what's true. And it's trying to get your mind, basically entice your mind into looking at it. But the last thing the mind wants to do is look at it because it means the mind will have to basically sacrifice itself for truth. And, um, And, that, and that's, that's what it is. And, and that's, that's sort of the question we're asked every day. Is, are you going to align and honor truth or will you run from it and avoid it and hide and make excuses and justifications and BS and lie and manipulate You see, truth is, is simple, and that's what makes it beautiful, is that it's not an elaborate theology or philosophy or mentality or paradigm of living life. Truth is itself. You see, I'm not giving you like a philosophy or like a three-step formula to like live a good life as helpful as those can be, which they can absolutely be helpful. The thing about truth is that Again, it's not operating in that domain of mind. It's operating from being, from truth itself. Intuition is not operating in the domain of mind. It's, it's operating from truth itself. And that's why it's not a philosophy or an idea or a paradigm because those are all within the domain of the, the ego mind, right? Because those are all things the mind can manipulate and change to get it to suit its agenda. But the truth, you don't get that. You don't get that option. And that, that's why it's so painful and yet so freeing because it's so absolute. And because it will always transcend, so to speak, the mind and its BS and games. So I hope this video helped. If you enjoyed it, please leave a like for me here on YouTube, or if you're on one of the podcasting platforms, please leave a review. It, it helps the podcast reach a lot more people. And make sure to contemplate this notion further, because intuition is it's, it's incredibly profound. And it's one of the most beautiful ways you will find you can connect with truth or with God, or with the source, is that there is almost like this constant pull within you, a compass guiding you within you, that was sort of given to you by your creator, we could say. Now, I, I definitely don't mean that in the, in the traditionalist, fundamentalist sense of that. I, I mean that in a much more profound, nuanced way, uh, but that's a fun way to think of it. And in many ways, that analogy holds true because your creator, whoever that is, gave you uh, this mechanism for a reason. And that reason was love. Now, why love? Well, you'll have to contemplate it to, to figure it out yourself. Peace.